now, introducing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C and the Mako Shark. Good morning and welcome to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Mako Shark, how are you, mate? Good, Matty C. I'm quite well, thank you, mate. Nice and early here on a Sunday. It's fight day. Heaps happening. UFC 285 coming up later today. And uh, we've got a big show, mate, as always. Probably one of our biggest. Well, it's, it is a big one. You, you just touched on that a little bit early, so hopefully... We've got that out to the audience, and they're, uh, they've tuned in because an hour back this week, Mako Shark, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, is it not? I think it is, mate. Yes. That's all right. You know, that's with fine. your morning coffee, your wheat bix, <laughs> your paper, it. jump on with the boys. So today, what is happening today that's uh, of note in our world? Do you, do you want to uh, shed some light on that? Because I'm very excited. Big, big episode this week, Matty. We've got uh, Australia's newest UFC superstar, I'm going to call him. It's Jack Oof. Della Maddalena. He is on the show here with the boys coming up after the first ad break. Fantastic. I'm excited, mate. He uh, had that performance in Perth a few weeks ago, just showed the world that he really is elite, and uh, yeah, can't wait to chat to him. Mate, uh, you, I'm glad you say that, because I agree, superstar now, he went in went in a, a pressure cooker, that's a pressure cooker environment, home state, all the eyes on you, and another first round finish, so that is, uh, he's now just gone up, a, a, and I think inside the top 15. Has, mate, he's finally, now he's ranked in the welterweight division as well, so yeah, just heaps to talk about there, super exciting. Most chilled out man on the planet, so yeah. uh, the audience will get the feel that He's, uh, he's as calm and collected as anyone we've ever spoken to. It freaks me out how sort of almost blasé it is about yeah, what he's actually mate, achieving. It's quite If it's quite... he was any more laid back, he'd be uh, horizontal, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. What else is coming up, Mako? We've also got one of our good mates, the Hardman, the head splitter, Isaac Hardman, one of Australia's <sighs> most fearsome punchers in the, uh, the boxing world. He's on. We've Can't gone wait. into the battle with him, haven't we? We've, we've, uh, we've shown that we're loyal men after last week. We didn't get caught up in Alti's sort of uh, anti-head splitter campaign almost, where other men might have just sort of got on board that train and just jumped, but mm-hmm. we stuck firm. And we've actually gone into the, uh, I guess, uh, the enemy territory with him before when, when he fought a man we won't talk about. But that was as uh, uh, outrageous night as ever. But he's, he's bounced back from that, and he's got a big fight coming. That's a big fight coming up, mate, next week. Only a week away now from oh, the big Tim Zoo Tony Harrison card there in Sydney. Mm. Hardman, he's uh, probably the most exciting fan-friendly fight almost on the undercard, I reckon, him versus Rowan Murdoch. Can't yes. wait for that. So looking forward to chatting to the head splitter and, you know, see where his head's at. <laughs> Seeing where the head splitter's head's, head's at, Mako exactly Sharp. Right. And if we want to keep going about the value we're bringing today, what else are we discussing? Just a little event that's on today? Just the, uh, the small little event coming up later today, which is the return, Matthew, of the GOAT, John Jones. This is big. It's a favourable time slot too. I love a good card with a favourable time slot. They often pack a time slot, or pack a card on a time slot that you can't enjoy, Mako, but today is a 2pm main card start, and it's John Jones making his return three years, if I'm... Three years out. And coming off, I guess, some... Underwhelming performances, but I think you probably only put that down due to boredom. And I think he's uh, challenging himself going up. He's a big, big, thick boy. Two eight. What was he? Two forty eight and a Ooh. half. I think he's weighed in at. So he's put on a bit of mass. Silenced the the, uh, the haters that said he wouldn't be able to uh, mix it with the heavyweights because he'd be too small. Well, he's mm. come in a pound heavier. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So isn't it? Cyril up to his old tricks, Mako, just grinning and smiling. I don't know. 
I don't know how to take him. How do you take Cyril? Do you, do you think he's in it to be in it, or do you think he's just good at something and he's just doing something at the moment? That's what I'd like to know. Well, Is he a real fighter, do you think? Because he's I always think... sort of seemingly blasé about everything. Seems pretty blasé. He's a very cool sort of customer, isn't he? doesn't mm. let much rattle him. I don't know. I think he's in it for the long haul. He's a pretty good fighter. He's still pretty fresh in yeah. the business. We've got to understand that too. Not that many years really into it. Yes. But uh, I think, I don't know, him versus John Jones, this is a big fight. Mate. It is it's a big, big fight. It's, it's just this, uh, it's been now three years since we've seen him, John Jones. And yes. the question marks have been over him the whole time. Can he mix it? Will he go up to heavyweight? Can he do it? Will he ever actually do it? Yes. Well, here he is. He's doing it. The, uh, the questions are going to be answered in a few hours. And I, I, I saw a stat which we spoke about um, this morning. By the age of 30, John Jones, mm. just for the neutrals out there that didn't fully know a bit about John, so he's at at the age of thirty. He he had had eleven title defences. Yep. And Cyril Garn was only two and zero in his MMA record at thirty. Big Franny Francis and who was three and zero, I think, at mm-hmm. thirty. Mm-hmm. And DC, who's seemingly one of the the will, is he a Hall of Fame? Will be yeah, a Hall of Fame. He hadn't even started his MMA career. So at thirty, yeah, interesting. This is big. This is this is we we don't want to gloss over how big this is because we've had the Volk in the pub. But this is a really big. A big day for the sport. This is going to really frame and shape this heavyweight division. And I think even though you put his off-field antics aside, I think most um, MMA fans would like to see John win today just to open up what we get. I think it opens up the division heaps if John Jones comes in, has a good performance at heavyweight, becomes the champ, and then yeah. it just opens the division up to all sorts of mouth-watering uh, matchups. I think today Stipe even just said, or maybe yesterday he actually said uh, – He's been guaranteed the winner. Yes. In fight week, July in Vegas. So Stepe potentially versus John Jones coming up in July, which is very exciting. I'm a big Stepe guy, mm. but I think I don't want to be disrespectful, but I think this, I think the sport's past Stepe. I think he's a little bit old. Um, a little bit old, and we see it sometimes when guys have layoffs. I reckon your man Connor, who I'm just on, I think. You'll see him get through Chandler, but I think if he fights a well-rounded guy, you might just see oh, that yeah. the, the, the you know the sport sometimes goes past these guys as great as they are, Mako. But let's just quickly go through the card because it's a tasty card, isn't it? It's an exo- It's actually one of the better cards I've seen in a long time. It yes. goes all the way way deep into the early early prelims. Bats got- deep, would you say? That's deeper than yeah. Australia circa sort of 2001-ish. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when you've I know got, what you're uh, who? I don't even know. You had Glenn McGraw making 49 there one day. But Shane Warne coming out at like Gillespie eight. Gillespie got 200. Gillespie hitting 200 in Bangladesh. there. 10th or 9th in the order. So they batted pretty deep. This yeah. card also goes deep. You've got yeah. Ian Gaddy, Matthew. Mm. Ian Gaddy, the, uh, the young upstart from Ireland. He's in the early prelims, man. And you yeah. mentioned on the podcast. What's the podcast, just briefly, please? It's called Huda Fukarizgo. And going. where can you see it? Where can you Spotify, Apple? Spotify, What's the Instagram? Apple, Instagram's actually them fighting words. Yeah. But jump on there. Too. So he's he's taken his wife's name. And he's he's now a hyphen boy. He's hyphenated. Yeah. He's, he's slapped the missus' name in there, which is quite good. I like I it. Like it's it. added a little bit of uh, I don't know Latin flavour yeah. with the Machado. <laughs> so Ian Machado, Gary, who's he fighting? Fighting a, uh, a man by the name of Song Kenan from okay. China. Don't know too much about him, but I was watching Israel Edesonia's breakdown and. Former kickboxer, he actually fought Ooh. Israel quite a few years ago in the kickboxing world. So he's got, you know, he's obviously a dangerous man. But Very. I think Gary will get the job done there. Okay, so Gary gets the job. And just a couple of others for us and the listeners out there that are just sort of uh, looking at the form. Well, there's heaps of fights. We can't talk about them all due to time. But you've got uh, Dreykus Duplessis versus Derek Brunson. That's uh, Brunson. That's very exciting. You've got yeah. Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones in the I'd prelims. I'd like to touch on Garbrandt because... I went through a Twitter. You know these now these Twitter threads where they show you every fight in the finish. I, I quite like him as in yes. the vision. Yes. And he had um, at the time we thought he was superb, but he's really only ever really had one good performance mm-hmm. in his entire career, which 
when you say that out loud, it sounds ridiculous because he was a champion. But his fight against Dominic Cruz yeah, it was, was the best. But the, the lead-up to that was a bit of a fast track because he had the tattoos, good-looking guy, great head of hair. I really like his head of hair, Mako Shark. I'd say. Envious, as a, as a ball man, I'm envious about the hair. But um, got that push, got the rub from Dana. Yeah, but yeah, when, yeah. when I think when tested outside of that one performance, probably wasn't up to it. So I reckon this is this is career ending if he loses. It's interesting when you look through here. It's a very strange one. I look back on his career and I think mm. there'll be some question marks because that performance against Dominic Cruz when he did win the belt was like he'd almost sold his soul for the devil just for one <laughs> perfect performance. It was the he's, perfect. He's never done that before or since. No. He, he put a clinic on one of the greatest strikers in that division's history. So yeah. strange how Garbrandt did that. But anyway, we'll move on to the main card. Yes. There's a few Quick. fights I just want to quickly touch on. You've got Bo Nickel. Oh, the big the nickel young, and dime. The blue chipper, the nickel and dimer. From, yeah. uh, he, he's, this is no... Uh, not being, not putting mayo on this. He's mm. probably potentially the best wrestler Ooh. in the history of the UFC coming Jeez, in. that's huge. He's a blue chip prospect. Better than Volk? Mate, yes. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately The Volk so. just went and out-wrestled the greatest wrestler in the UFC, though. True. But this guy is a three-time NCAA Division One champion in the, co- the like collegiate system. Yeah, you've he's come prepared. He's going like to come that. in and he's going to actually cause all sorts of problems Okay. Here. So he's going to have a win then? He'll win this by country mile. Okay. Take that to the bank then, listeners, responsibly, of course. Yep. Heaps of good fights. You've got Jalen Turner versus Mateus Gamrot. I'm excited yeah. for that. Huge one. I don't know who to pick there, but uh, I'm going to go Jalen Turner just because yeah, he's like on a Turner. hot streak. He's six foot three. He's got the reach. And he's beat all our Anzac mates, so we sort of have to now just take him under our wing because we're like, he's, he's sort of, he's on a, he's on a trajectory that we, uh, that we have to sort of jump on board. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what else? You got Shavkat Rachmanov, Matthew, the man he's a hat with the, guy. Uh, the fluffy hat. Yeah. You like a good fluffy hat here. Against Jeff Neal, my man, but my man missed weight by four pounds, which you could look at, oh, that'll be good because he'll be a bit heavier. Or I look at it that he had a bad uh, weight cut, so, um, you know, struggling. And I think he'll get finished up. And there's another title fight on this card, Mako? Another title fight, Valentina Shevchenko against Alexa Grasso. This card's stacked, Matty. It's coming up in a few hours. I can't wait for this. We're excited. You can tell the Mako's excited. And we've got a, a huge guest coming up after the break, so please stick around for Jack Della Maddalena after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words, coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Well, Matty C, we're very excited now. We're about to be joined by one of our favourites. He's the talk of the town. He's Australia's hottest prospect. He's the 2022 UFC Rookie of the Year, and he started off this year just like he left off last year. It's Jack Della Maddalena, mate. How are you? How's life been? Since that performance in Perth, mate. Cheers for having me, boys. Yeah, no, it's been it's been life as usual. You know, just being back in the gym, hammering away, looking for excited to get another fight. And mate, you're um, you talk about it. And we saw you after the fight in the post-fight press conference, just sort of speaking how relaxed and chilled you are. But if anyone's ever met you, you really are. Like even just hearing you now, like you've had. You know, in front of your home crowd in Perth, a massive event for not only the sport but for Australia, you know, post-COVID, and you're just, like, back in the gym, pretty chilled out. Like, it really is something that you uh, you preach but you, you live. How, how have you become like that, mate? Because it's, it's really uh, – it's rare air, someone to be so uh, relaxed when you're in such a high-risk environment, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just try and – yeah, it is a high-risk environment, a lot of pressure, that mm. sort of thing. I just try and – yeah, just try as much as you can. Just enjoy the moment. You know that this is—it's like the the life of a fighter. Is there's a lot of time where you're in the gym just hammering away, and so that that is the when it's fight time. I guess that's the time where you've just got to really just trust 
you put the work in and trust your decision making and just let the instincts take over and not try not to overthink anything. Yeah, right. Really. I always thought that if you were any more laid back, mate, you would be horizontal <laughs> out there in the cage. But <laughs> seriously, I like to just get to the, the the mentality that you clearly have always had. Because when Bisping asked you after the fight, he goes, mate, can you believe what's going on here? Have you ever have dreamed this would be possible? And you just said, mate, yeah, I have. I actually <laughs> yeah, have. Like, this yeah. is... It's not out of the ordinary for you, is it? You just knew it was going to happen, I reckon. I did, yeah. To be honest, I like, I always was obviously gunning to get into the UFC, and then I always knew when I'd get into the UFC, I yeah, always envisioned that I would fight in Perth. You know, I don't know why. I just thought it would be, obviously, just yeah, it was a, just hoping for a cool experience. I thought it would happen. I knew they were due to come back to Perth, and mm-hmm. I drove past that stadium a lot. Just uh, I visualised it. I, just kept, yeah, just till it became reality, I guess, and and then it's been and gone already. So, mate, well, you talk about again, driving so. past that that stadium. We we're from Melbourne. First time we went to Perth, we couldn't believe how difficult it was to navigate your roads in the city. Like you had to drive four thousand miles the wrong way to drive back another way. You must Get be back. used to it, yeah, but geez, just, we were out of our depth there, mate, with that. To be honest, yeah, I try and avoid. Honestly, I try and avoid the city, yeah. Perth at all costs. Mate, whoever designed that is on some serious drugs, <laughs> I reckon. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, you have to go far one way to go. Yeah, it's confusing as so I avoid it. And you spoke about you know fighting in Perth, and we had uh, Farjack Jack Jenkins on. He had I think three hundred people coming from Bacchus Marsh. You must have had half the stadium with friends and family. I mean, I know how we know how relaxed you are from speaking. Were you nervous at all about going out and putting on a show in front of everyone that had sort of been there from the start of your journey? All your mates, your family, you know, your gym, all the guys that look up to you were all probably there, and you sort of like you, you had to go out and and do what you did. But it's a lot harder than just sort of you know thinking that it's going to happen. You actually have to go out and do it against a really yeah, talented fighter. It. So how how was that for you? That that experience, the crowd, and everything that went with that week and that moment. It was surreal, you know, like, uh, obviously, yeah, there is no, or any time you step into the the case, the fight, there's nerves that come with it, and the, the nerve, for me, I just, the nerves are just, like, underperforming, I'm not really too worried about, obviously, winning is number one, but, like, I'm just nervous about going out there and just not making right decisions and underperforming, so... Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of pre- like there was pressure. I just wanted to perform for the crowd, and but yeah, when I honestly when I made the walk and it was just I, it, I honestly felt like home. It just felt like I was meant to be there. And it's awesome. I felt on honestly from the yeah. walk out. It was unbelievable, and at that point, I just felt on. You know? yeah. I was ready to. You looked on. Die there, really. <laughs> you were on. <laughs> yeah, certainly looked that way. And like now, that's four fights in the UFC for four first round finishes. Mate, I think before this fight, you know, there was a bit of hype around you. You've had these three big wins, and then, all right, now you're facing Randy Brown, probably a next step up in competition. He's that taller guy. He was 6'3". He's got the, you know, the rangy reach on you. There probably were a few question marks. Can he do it against this bloke? Can he then take the next level? And I think after a performance like you've just had, you've answered every single critic out there. There's no more questions to be asked, to be honest. So do you feel now, like, even maybe a little more pressure now that you've performed on that level, and now the next fight, is going to be way, it's going to be bigger now, isn't it? The next fight now, now you're ranked, all this sort of stuff. Do you feel any more pressure now yeah. going forward to keep this streak alive, first round sort of stuff? No, I, I honestly, like, there's pressure, but it doesn't, I don't let it bother me too much. I realise, honestly, my plan is that every fight's going to be bigger and bigger, so I'm mm-hmm. honestly prepared for it. I think, yeah, the next fight's going to be, be big, and then 
it's just going to. Honestly, I hope it just keeps climbing until get to the top. But yeah, no, I don't really feel too much pressure. I, you know, I just get back in the gym and just want to perform. I want to keep performing well and. I want to get the crowd buzzed up every time I have a fight. I think, yeah, it's not just Australians now that are really buzzed to watch you. I think everyone around the world is buzzed to see you fight. And I just want to ask that, like, this next fight, now you're ranked. You're 14th, I think, in the UFC rankings in the welterweight. Your next fight will probably be sort of, you know, around that top 10 mark. If you do another performance like that now, have that fifth straight win, I reckon your next fight after that could almost be sort of like number one contender sort of stuff. Are you you thinking the same? Uh I think so. I think if I can go out there and fight a top 10, top 15 guy and pull them out in one mm-hmm. round, I think that's it. Like, that's yeah. five in a row in the first round. Like, I'm gunning for a big Australian show at the end of the year, and hopefully it's with a name that everyone can really get behind. And, yeah, put on a sh- another show here in on the Aussie turf would be my ideal plan. It's a great plan. And have the powers that be given you any... Um early indication on who it might be, mate? Have they sort of asked you? I don't know how it works being not a fighter. Do they come to you and say, these are the guys in front of you, these are some potential options, who do you like? Or do they just come to you with a fight and go, this is the fight for you? They've, after this fight, they've sort of, in the past, they've sort of said, do you want to fight this guy? And I've just said, yes. But yep. they've said, just sit on it for a month and mm-hmm. see how the, how the fights, obviously today's a big fight. Yeah, huge. The world weight division, and yeah, then, absolutely. Yeah, just see how all the fights play out, and then see who they offer me. But yeah, hopefully, it's, yeah, hopefully it's someone ranked. You know, absolutely. Right. Yeah, go yeah. mate. Yeah, in the past, I reckon you've probably felt this. I think a lot of people find it difficult sometimes when they're the big next prospect coming up. A lot of people ducking you. A lot of people saying, "Nah, I don't want to find him." But now that you're ranked, can people do that? How does it work? Can you probably can't duck blokes yeah. now that you're ranked? Surely. Yeah, I don't think so. I think now that it's a well, I think that before I was like, I was a, I, in my opinion, I feel like I'm a dangerous fighter. I think uh, not being ranked would make it easy for people to say, yeah, I don't want to fight him, like there's no benefit. But I think now that, I think competitive people, they, I've got a number next to my name. So yeah, I don't reckon, what, there's no ducking now. I think you've just got to step up and put your number on the line or. And we, yeah, we talk about these finishes, mate, the too, these these. First round finishes, and I, I said it to you when you're on our pod. It, it was a big call, I guess, at the time because you're on that pod a little while ago. But I see um, signs of like the way Conor McGregor could get a fighter out of there and not, you know, waste energy and put themselves at risk. When you get a guy hurt, um, you just look so unbelievably calm and calculated in how you want to finish them and get them out of there. You see a lot of fighters that get people in positions where they should win and can't. I just wonder, yeah. like, is that something that's just naturally, like, with you? Or do you guys in the gym work on picking, um, when you've got someone hurt, the right shots or getting them in a submission hat? Because it just looks so so similar, eerily similar at times. Um, the way you, 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 you move across the octagon and just finish them, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to see. And we, we saw it on live. It was fantastic. But I just wonder, is that something that's with you or you, you, you work on that? Uh, a bit of both, you know. I've... I like to look at like what I do as like an art form, you know. Mm. So I don't want to, if I land like a nice precise shot, I don't want to spaz out and <laughs> look bad, you know. I want to make yeah. it look smooth and stay. Pa- I think patience is something yeah. that not a lot of fighters have, and I think it's one of the, probably the most important parts of the game, I believe. So staying patient and just staying smooth and not free, like yeah, not over rushing anything and then making. 
about mistakes. Absolutely. I think patience is number one and something we practice and something I think also comes naturally to me, luckily. Yeah. I think you might have said that on the uh, the media day during Perth during fight week. You just want to be known as the smoothest operator there in the welterweight <laughs> division. I reckon you're on your way to proving it. I don't think you already uh, have, mate. That's it. Yeah, that's what I like. I like watching a... Yeah, I'd rather watch... For me, personally, I'd rather watch a smooth mover than like a erratic, like overly aggressive person, but... That's my, yeah, that's You're probably like a bit young, Jack, but the song Smooth Up or Red, that might have to be your new ring. It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> song. One of the, one of the um, boys from the gym actually made that. He's ring walk. So oh, I haven't actually just... ballsed up to ask him to borrow it yet. But... <laughs> nah, do it. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic because it it's very yeah, much it's sums good. you up. Yeah, it's a very nice song. I've thought about it many times, believe it or not. I could see a full <laughs> arena here in Australia all singing along to that next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll consider it for sure. Yeah, good. Mate, there's a huge fight today. Uh, a guy that you've actually spoken about to us previously that someone you'd like to fight, Shavkat Rahmanov. Not a bloke that many yeah. people call out or probably even want to fight, but <laughs> how do you see that fight going today? And, yeah, is that someone potentially in your sights? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's very good. You know, I think a lot of people. He's like the, yeah, a lot. Of, he's very he dominated like everyone in sport, and I think he'll win. To be honest, I think he's yeah. Jeff Neal is a te- well-tested veteran, but I think um, just uh, shortcuts like well-rounded game. He's probably going to get him through. Hopefully, no one wants to fight him. You know, hopefully, no one in the top five answers the call and he's forced to fight me, which would be ideal, but see how it goes. You know, I'm definitely down to challenge myself and I think he's a big challenge. He is a big challenge. I mean, I don't want to get you to say something out of school, but Jeff Neal missing weight by four pounds. Can we, as a fan, look into that, that he's had a bad weight cut or he's just not prepared how he should? Is that is that something that yeah, people can look so. at I like think... that, do you think? That's a little bit unprofessional, isn't it, at his point of his career? Yeah, yeah. Very unprofessional, you know. I think whenever a fighter doesn't make weight, you've got to mm. question, like, has something happened? Yeah. Obviously hasn't prepared very well. You know, it's an advantage, though, coming in heavier. Like, yeah. Shub Cut's a big guy. He's obviously had to cut the extra the thing. Like, and I think, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure, like, a big percentage of the people that could be wrong, but a big percentage of people that actually come in overweight normally are the ones that win. Do we think it could be a could bit be of wrong, a ploy? Because he's a powerful puncher. Do you think he might have wanted to get close enough not. where it looks like a little bit of a miss, but he actually is planning on trying to use that extra four pounds to put a bit more stank in his punches? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm probably I looking a bit deep on that. that. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope not. I think, yeah. I, like, I think, yeah, I don't reckon he would have done that. But I don't know him. I don't yeah. tell him from a bar of soap, you know, but... <laughs> Uh, like who knows? Who knows? Who but yeah, knows? I'm, in my opinion, I think it's probably something underprepared. Yeah, something along yeah. those lines, mate. Just quickly before we wrap up, mate, it's been it's great to have you on here. But uh, there's a fight that I want to see you fight, and I reckon one day the fans would love to see it. You versus uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I reckon that's a fight that we could almost start start the rivalry now. Call him out. That's a fight the fans want. Two of the best strikers in the yeah. whole of UFC. Yeah, I'd happily go in there and take him down in one round and beat him up on the floor. It would be perfect. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pass the torch, Stefan, but I don't think it'd be that. I think it'd be. I think that would be a guaranteed first round for you, mate. We, we'd be right behind uh, you on that one. You. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be a sick fight. He's a legend. He's yeah, he is. Top striker, you know, top striker. I think Kevin Kevin Holland could have beaten him if he had just stuck to the MMA yeah. game, but 
Absolutely. Nice to see you. He's a crisp striker, and it's good to see him on the feet. Well, mate, we're uh, we're wrapped to uh, to have been able to get a little bit of your time today. You've been so generous with it. We were we were so happy to see you put that performance on um, yes, live please. in Perth, and I'm sure your friends and family have just been nothing but proud. And all of Australia are, mate. And you now you've hit the global. You know, you're you're out there now, mate. Your name's out there. We just are so excited to see what you do. Again, thank you so much, and we look forward to chatting to you again. Yeah, pleasure, boys. Thanks for the time. It was yeah, nice talking to you. I appreciate the kind words. Cheers, Jack. You're thank a legend, you. mate. Catch up. Peace, boys. Yeah. That was Jack Della Madalena on Them's Fighting Words, live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. We'll be back after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. And uh, we were going to have the head split at Mako Shark, but mm. we're now, what are we, seven episodes in, we've experienced our first uh, issue of being on live radio. When someone doesn't answer the phone, we, it's hard to talk to them. This is the <laughs> uh, the wonders of live radio. Here we are, Maddie. We're, we're experiencing it firsthand. This is actually good for us, sorry. Yeah. This is going to build some character between Ooh, yeah. ourselves here. Unfortunately, yeah, we can't quite get a hold of the hard, the hard man, the head splitter. Where are you, Isaac? What's going on? I don't well, know what's happened to the phones, but something's up. We can't get the head splitter on currently. If anyone's out there and they've seen him, please um, get him to uh, to call in one three hundred seven three six seven three six and that SMS zero four thirty three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We had a couple of questions for him too, Mako yep. Shark, from the yep. the great people out there. But this is where we're going to earn our stripes here because you plan an episode, but if it doesn't go to plan. Pardon for saying plan twice. You have to uh, waffle on. So I'd like to actually, uh, now we've got a bit of free air, maker. Yeah, no, talk to you a little bit about this. Uh, loose and lazy here. Yeah, loose and lazy. The Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. Mm. We covered it briefly last week. What was your take on it? Did you get it? Uh, did you watch it? I did watch it. I watched yep. it from work on mm-hmm. a, uh, I won't call it an illegal stream, <laughs> but I was watching it on my phone. So uh, yes, interesting fight. I was actually quite uh, up for this one. Yeah, I was too. What did you think of it though? Probably... Fair enough. I mm. thought Tommy Fury did enough to get the win. I didn't think it was a robbery. I thought it was a good decision there by the other uh, judges, yes. except for that one judge who clearly was on the take. I think yeah, he was a bit of taking. Scored it some absurd way for Jake Paul. But look, look in, a, in terms of box, boxing, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a great spectacle. No, that, that, that was my big takeout from it. Jake Paul isn't as bad as people think he is, mm-hmm. but Tommy Fury's definitely not no. as good as his family and he think he is. So it's sort of like they met yeah. in the middle. Yep. Both both men had good moments. I think the ref was trying to um, oh, a bit of me time. The nose, Ariel. He uh, he was saying he was saying about the ref sort of wanting to put himself on the on the absolute sort of yeah. you know the prefaces of look at me going viral because yep. he was taking points off like he was uh, you know it was just it was, I've never seen anything like that from a ref in a fight. How involved he was. He was shedding points willy nilly. It was shedding. quite strange. Like you've been shedding weight, Mako Absolutely. Shark. It's Absolutely. a big shed off. But um, so I guess there's there's a rematch clause one way, which mm. freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was solely set up because he probably didn't think he was going to win. Tommy Fury didn't get the rematch clause. No. So do we want to see that again? Do you think are we tired of it? And then there's talk of this KSI. I just I oh, I'm not into it. Mate. Sort of freaks me out a bit that they're making millions and millions of dollars, but they're not really boxing, are they? Really? Look, I think I think a majority of the spectacle and the hype behind it was how far can Jake Paul keep going? Can he yeah. keep just climbing his way incrementally up the ladder? Can he do it? Can he do it? Look, and it showed that, no, he just couldn't quite do it. Like, he no. didn't disgrace himself, but up against a fairly average boxer, which yep. is what he'd been waiting for him to fight, he mm. finally fought one, and he came up short, didn't he? So he I don't did. really want the rematch, personally. No. I don't think anyone really wants it or needs it. Whether it happens remains to be seen. Well... 
Yeah, I think it will, but there might be maybe a little uh, little fight in. I saw a lot about Nate Diaz just saying he's just lost his big payday because like yeah. he's he's lost his whole sort of you know aura because he had that that. Yep. I mean, we know what boxing does with men that get a zero. So, uh, sorry, go from zero to a loss. So yep. Diaz probably missed out on a few mil, an easy few milli there. But um, I think there'll be one more fight, then they'll do it again. But I don't think it'll get the buy. Do we know what the pay per view numbers were yet? Because they're always secretive around. Yeah, very I saw something. F- you know, 500 fair, but I don't know how legit that was. Do we know what that equates to? Dollar value? Yeah. Wouldn't be sure, but that'd be a fair bit of money. Well, I paid 30. 500 fair American domestic buyers is a pretty good... Most UFCs don't do 500. Do they... Is that a worldwide number? Or I don't a, believe so. I okay. believe it's American when they when they go those numbers. All right. Well, I bought I bought it. I, was, I, I bought it and streamed it to my work computer. There you go. You probably put about... Nine cents into Jake Paul's pocket with that. It's nice. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Because we had to cover it, but bigger things in boxing, Mako. Mm. Seven days from now. Seven days. We're a week out. Yeah. Now, what's your take on this? Old mate uh, Tim is very quiet and reserved, and do we think that there's any – do you see through that? Do you think he's a little bit nervous for this fight, or do you think he's just – that's him. He's cold – yeah, I cool, think, calm, and collected. He's going to go out there and put on a career best performance. He's always a bit like that. He's not a flashy guy. He's not a big talker. He doesn't talk too much trash. No. He's always pretty reserved. Let's, let's his uh, actions do the talking more so than the trash talk himself. I don't think he's nervous. I don't. Or maybe. He's, of course, he's probably nervous. Yeah. If any fight, you're going to be nervous. You wouldn't be human. But I don't think he's scared. Nothing like that. I think he's ready. I think it's his time. His opponents uh, done everything he can to. Uh, to get some local support. He's a, he's a likable character. He's all right, isn't he? Tony. I don't mind him, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. I don't mind him. No, I'm a big fan of him. I, I wish he wasn't fighting Tim now. Mm. I wish I'd sort of uh, come across him a little bit earlier, but he's a, he's a dangerous fighter. This is, this is, yeah. we, we, you can talk it up and, you know, George Rose can talk it up and everyone in the sport can, but this is a big moment, uh, not Huge. just for Australia, for the world, because you've got Charlo sitting there on the, on the injury reserve type of thing. This is this is a huge lot, lots of different paths off the back of this fight, Mako. Monster fight. If Tim can get the job done, which it's going to be hard. Mm. He's, Tony's been sort of clipping him a little bit, saying, you know, what's his resume like? He hasn't fought anyone like me. He's been fighting nobodies. Well, you know, you, you can only fight who's in front of you, and he's you done so with a plomb to this point, <laughs> Tim Sue. So, mate, who, who's to say he isn't going to go out there and spark you, Tony Harrison? And then there you go. How's the resume look now? So. I hope he wins it, obviously, because we're Australian and this is who we're, we're getting around him, clearly. But I hope he wins it. Uh, then it opens up the big fights there. Hopefully with Charlo back healthy, they get that fight going later in the year, get back to Vegas like George Rose said they want to do. Yeah. That's that's massive as well. It absolutely is. And that, that card as well, we, we spoke about, it's an amazing card. If you're a... If you're a boxing fan that's sort of gone through all the times of when you're fighting, you've got Danny Green fighting sort of washed up guys, Anthony Mundine, our man, he's, uh, he's gone through that as well, fighting guys he should be always fighting and beating. And a bit of that rugby thing was more of the, you know, the, the I guess the focus. This is what every boxing fan has been screaming out for in this country is this mm-hmm. card that they've put together. Oh, the it's card. not just the main event. It's, it's the whole way, the whole way down. There is talent. And I implore the great listeners of SEN yeah, and, and, and wider circles, Mako Shark, to, if they can't afford it, get to a pub, get somewhere. If you're going to get to a pub, get to the Royal Derby. That's, uh, that's the best place in uh, Melbourne to watch the fights. But get down, watch it, support it. Get back behind the sport that uh, has done so much great. But this is what we've all been waiting for. 100%. Definitely get down the Royal Derby there in, uh, in Melbourne. But heaps of fire. We're going to be talking about it right now with the head splitter. I'm excited for that fight. Head splitter Hardman versus Rowan Murdoch. A battle of the uh, 
the power punches. I yes. say the behemoths, but Rowan Murdoch is a built man. He's, he's looking a million dollars, the big fella. As uh, Headsplit has been calling him, a bit of Baywatch action there with the with the beach muscles. But <laughs> he, he looks a bit go. like the bloke off maths. Remember the guy that boxed on maths, the little guy? And he was a bit, he, he was, we always used to text each other about the weird sentence he would say. He was on it about. Was that the Wigan guy? Yeah, the, yeah, your Wigan, bro. Wigan, man. Yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. He looks yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah. him. He's sort of handsome at first look, but when you when you dial in a bit more, it's not as handsome as you think. A, uh, That's my take. A handsome mirage. Yeah, I reckon it's a mirage it. of handsome. First look handsome, second look not as handsome as he thinks. Wow. I hope he doesn't hear this. He might come at you and prove his handsomeness. Well, come at me. I'm not a boxer. He's, his fists are registered, so that'd be a nice little payday for me. Uh, good. Well, that's going to be a good fight, but there's plenty others, mate. There's uh, Airman as well. Benny Marnie, Matthew. Oh, we love talking about Now, that's handsome. That's a handsome man, Benny yeah. Marnie. He's, uh, his opponent, Cohen Mazudia. That's a strange name. It's interesting to say. It's quite fun to say. Is it the Cohen group? What's, is that a Seinfeld riff? Cohen. Cohen no. and Cohen? Simon Bennett Roberts, I'm Simon Taft. No, I don't no. know. But Cohen Mazudia, it's quite yeah. fun to say, Matthew. That's an exciting fight. A couple of blokes that are really, uh, not flashy, but... They're good, honest boxers, mate. Yes. who can go. This is going to be a real tussle. It's probably a 50-50 fight, but I'm going to lean towards our man, Ben Marnie, in that fight. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he, he's uh, – look, he's normally been quite vocal as it, like, shares his life. Very good with his – you know, for his fans. But I, I feel like – I don't know if my algo is playing up, but I feel like he's uh, he's not as out there for this fight as he's been in the past, Mako. Is that – is that a fair assumption or have I just my algorithms off? On I'd say he's put his head down a fair bit for this fight. This yeah. is a good opportunity on a big Huge. card. He's been trying. We've had him on the pod a few times. It's hard for him to get fights. It seems to be the way for a lot of these guys in Australia locally. Yep. They've got to head overseas because they can't seem to get blokes to actually want to fight them. So no. this is a good fight on a big card. I reckon he's putting the head right down, the bum up, and he's going to come out and show the world that his opponent was uh, clipping him, calling him an Instagram model. So Ooh. I think he's going to prove that, no, no, I'm a bit more than just anyone's, that. I think he registered on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast for one of the great knockouts. So if you think he's an Instagram model and that's your mm-hmm. your mentality going in, I don't know about that personally. I think that's dangerous. He's a, a, a multiple uh, martial artist across a few different... Uh, yeah, big Muay Thai guy. Yeah. I've done some seriously dangerous yeah. things in the Muay Thai You listen world. to our podcast and how often he fought doing that and how... Battle tough he is. He might look nice, but he's a hard man behind that. Very hard man, Matty. Did you see some news that come across my desk this morning, actually? George Cambosis. You got news. a desk? I got a desk, mate. Yeah, the news comes periodically over my desk every wow. now and then. Um, you're doing well. Maybe you're, you're spending some coin on a nice mahogany oak sort of uh, desk scenario, mate. No, it's pine, Matthew. Pine. pine. Okay. Pine Mine's nice. balsa wood, but keep going. George Cambosis, apparently, is, uh, it's reportedly anyway, he's mm-hmm. uh, signing on the dotted line to fight. IBA, it's an IBO lightweight yeah. world champion, Maxi Hughes, Matthew, in an yes. IBF eliminator. So it's a, normally a diet. This is a diet belt compared to the belts he's won. But I think if you look into the – I think this would make him one of the only fighters, if the only yeah, fighter in the history, them. to have the full collection. Exactly, exactly. Some people go out and do these weird Pokemon collections. George just collects belts. George is collecting belts. And I think it's a good uh, – probably a good fight to come back into after the like two it. losses to Devin, which is yeah. fine. It's no shame in no. either of those losses. So – you know, dip the toe back in. This is a good fight. Maxi Hughes as well. So they're saying that potentially co-main event to the Haney Lomachenko. Oh, my goodness. Which is possible or might end up in Australia as well yeah. later in the year. We're not sure yet. Tell you what uh, I'd like. I'd like him to be on that card. I'd like Haney to beat Loma. And then they, uh, you know, then he wins, George. And then we get the, the Cambosis Lomachenko in Australia. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. I don't know if it'll happen because he's been able to, been afforded the opportunity to fight here fairly regularly for a, uh, an yeah. Australian fighter, uh, yeah. Maker Shuck. And just quickly... Because we've just breezed through that fill and air. 
Talk about us. Who needs guests on the show when you can talk as much <laughs> tripe as the boys? Well, we got a midweeker this week too. Darrow Foley. Oh, this is the Darrow Foley. Yes, first Davis Jr. So he stepped in for an injured fighter. Yeah. And uh, I reckon a man that steps in for an injured fighter is often quite dangerous. Over in the UK. Saw it Liam Wilson. Liam Wilson yeah. all, all did, almost did everything to get that fight. No one gave him a chance. I think he was 15 to 1 at one point mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the bookies and you yep. gambling responsibly. But uh, obviously backed himself in and went over there and nearly did a job. And I think the same would be... In the Darafoli camp, I think they're going to maybe sort of want to upset the party. Upset the apple cart over there on a matchroom Wednesday, card. So yeah. Wednesday night, our time, Foxtel. I'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet the time. Yeah, we will get onto that, definitely. So, so that's an, another exciting fight to look forward to. So for the boxing purists out there, we're saying this is a, a big few weeks and a great time to get back behind the sport and support it because there's some unbelievable talent in this country doing amazing things. So... Bit of a shame we didn't get the head splitter on. He'll come on another time, I'm sure, after a big performance this weekend. Uh, we'll be back to wrap up after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words, coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Mako Shark, I may have made a blue. You you pulled me up. You pulled me aside. Look, all the greats do it every now and then. I'm so sorry. Live radio. Anything's possible. I've said Wednesday. So anyone out there that's sitting at, told the missus that they're going to watch a fight on Wednesday, please don't use a petrol ticket now. It's on the weekend. Saturday, is it not, mate? Foley on the weekend. Over in the UK, I think yeah. so. So that'll be a Foxtel because that's a Dazin, I think, in a match room. So you normally yep. get those for free. We'll we'll uh, we'll come back with a locked in time. But for anyone out there who was going to use up a pass with the Dar, we just had to sort of um but to fix that up for them. Hundred percent, Maddie. Well Yes. It's fight day, Maddie. It's yeah. we're nearly done here. It's been another huge episode by us, I thought. We've done really well under a bit of a pressure. I reckon we delivered there on that quick, third segment. Quick shout out to our producer Jules, because he's been uh this has been a seamless effort for something that hasn't been as seamless this week for Rock us. Solid. Been a bit Rock of bit solid. of uh, tense between the two boys in between breaks, trying to call people and do it also. Good man, Jules. Thank you. you Mako Shark. find a lot out about a person's character when the chips are down, Matthew. <laughs> and this is the chips have been down here today on this episode. They so have. I reckon we've come through flying colours. Well, uh, in 90 seconds, your thoughts on today, the UFC and how big that is, and, and just maybe your, your best your best three tips for the day. Well, it's an exciting one. I can't wait to get off air, get down mm. to uh, get the Royal Derby again, yes. get down there, the best place in Melbourne. Two but if you're not, get home, watch it. It's going to be a huge card. But... But I'm just excited for John Jones finally back. I just can't wait to see what happens in yep. this heavyweight clash of the Titans. Yep. I wish it was Francis Ngannou. It must be said. Yes. But, oh well, it's still good no matter. Somewhat what. Somewhat a tired so, division. It needs this. It needs a spark. It needs a bit of a, a kick up the pants. Yep. So, interested to find out what happens. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Shovcut. He's a hot tip of mine. Put Shovcut yep. in any multis you, you might you have. Lo- you and myself love any man that wears a hat on an entrance. You you back the man with the hat. Always back in the man with the fluffy hat. Didn't get to ask Jackie's thoughts on the hat man. Either yeah, dangerous. True. Does he is he aware? Has his team made him aware of how powerful a man with a hat can be? I don't know if he knows, but I reckon he would. And I'm also <laughs> I talked about it earlier, but Bo Nickel. Yeah, you don't know much about him. Read up on him. Get a bit of a uh, bit of reconnaissance on him yep. because he is a freak and he's going to come in and do some damage. That's and my tip. And for the listeners out there that love the female division and it's one that's been dominated by uh, Shevchenko and she's fighting today. Does she just get it done again? Lay up, just dunk? Or is there any mm. is there any any chinks to the armour maker? Well, we saw a few chinks in that fight, her last one up against yep. uh, Taylor Santos where yep. some people argue that she might have even lost that fight. Are you very, one of those? Very close. Look, not really. Either no. way, 50, roll the dice. You like and argue though. I like to argue, but... <laughs> I don't think she's going to have that problem today against Alexa Grasso. I think she's a step up from Grasso. So you're a clever uh, man maker. You only argue when you know you're 100% right. 
I try to. And you've got a, a, a absolute amazing uh, record in it. But uh, yeah, so I think she does enough today. And what, what's that division? Where does that? Because sometimes we I talk. Can't tell you, mate. I don't yeah, know. it's just. I just think we need the next crop coming through, don't we? We talked about it last week about. I think you it's Erin Blanchfield. I think she might have said yeah, uh, see, she I wants said, ball. There's probably no one else out there. They'll give it to her. I they will. They I absolutely will give it to her. So yeah. that's uh, that's humongous. And for our man Jack that was on today, what, what do you oh, think? Yeah. What do you think is next for him? Do you think they uh, they give him a shove cut? I don't know if the timelines might match up for a shove cart, depending on what happens today. But I reckon Vicente Luque yep. or Neil Magny, they're my two tips for Jack yep. Della. I reckon either one of them is the fight for him next. Yeah, I didn't say it to him on air because I didn't want to bring a negative attitude towards it. But I would love to have seen him have one more fight before another fight. I think because he said he wants to fight back in, in Australia. He didn't really talk about because I know he wants to go to Bali. Yeah, and he just yeah. seems no. very late. I don't think he wants to be like four fights in a year from what I read between. I feel like he'll have one more. And then yeah. the Australian fight. Yeah. Fine. So, look, Mako Shark, you've been fantastic today. Our guest was unbelievable. Our producer was unbelievable. We thank everyone involved in this show. We thank the audience for listening, Mako. A new time slot this week. It was 8 a.m. We'll be back next week, 8 a.m. This has been Them's Fighting Words, and we appreciate everyone's support. See you next week. Catch you later.